Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Today, I'm joined with one of the most fascinating artists in the underground right now. This is a guy who's been honestly buzzing and his buzz has never been bigger until right now, having just signed to a label, recently dropping countless quality projects over the past year with the likes of Obliv, Al Davino, and more. He's also a very famed car enthusiast and generally seems like a cool-ass dude that I'm just really looking forward to chop it up with. I'm pleased to welcome DMV's Raheem Supreme to the show. How you doing, man? Doing good. What it do? What it do? What it do? <laughs> Fat grill with the Cadillac emblem. Single, no children. My jewelry and nice thread so appealing. Last name changing McNair. Stayed in the high rise building. Gun clips cool like banana peeling. Place with no love in it. Seems cooked. A lot of suds in it. Marble jacuzzi tub. A lot of bubbles. Don Perignon. Swipe the finish. Sean Marion. Paul Kamai Ed. Evolved the Flareon. Perio glare in his eyes. Six five drop the door side. Kwame saved by Ali from the islands. We could chair well dressed. The options interior cockpit. You've been you've been really killing it. And honestly, like I feel like I was pretty late to the party. It was uh I think it was Splash Bandicoot that like made a pun intended, like huge splash that caught a lot of people's eyes. <laughs> and from then on, I've just gone back into your catalog. And it's to say you're prolific, you've dropped a lot of music is kind of an understatement for those that are unaware. You've been, yeah, you've had a multiple years where you've dropped. 10 like five at least five projects like multiple <laughs> years so and uh, last year being one of them which was a pretty great year for you and so i want to start off by saying like congratulations on the new label signing that that's huge um and i'm just curious like did you ever think like let's say 2017 2016 that you even be a, in a position where you could sign with a label or would you think it like was too far-fetched to even like imagine um, for being doing this thing since like 2010-11, after my first project, it kind of had a lot of momentum, but we didn't know what to do as far as like, you know, marketing and all this stuff. We kind of just threw it out there and it got a reception that we never thought. So we didn't know what to do after that. We didn't know about campaigns and reaching out to certain situations to make, you know, stuff look more organized. So like pretty much after my first tape, I felt like, I was already supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Cause that was around the time uh Joey Badass, ASAP mm-hmm. Rocky, the um creative control currency with 2011, I felt like I was supposed to, you know what I'm saying? So when 2013 hit and I was like, damn, oh, this shit is more than just whatever. I was just like, well, I guess I gotta keep just putting shit out and hoping and keeping that hunger and that love for the you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Doing it for that aspect to keep that battery going type shit. So I won't be doing it for nothing else. But yeah, definitely feel like pretty much anything over overdue whenever it comes. Cause I just feel like I'm just as good or better or just deserve, you know what I'm saying? Type shit. Excuse yeah. my name. <laughs> no, no, you can you can swear and say whatever you want. Um but yeah, no, I know I feel that and I'm just curious, like, was there was there a particular like tweak you did to like I don't know like the marketing side of things or just like how you've been creating music that you feel like made a difference or was it just pure like you're grinding, you're grinding, and just accumulation of all that work has kind of paid off recently? I think accumulation um, and particular moves that I make with certain individuals sometimes so both things kind of play a part with that type of thing as far as like momentum and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like 
what what kind of details can you give us on on this like label signing like who's it with and all that if you can at all okay um i just had a meeting with them um so it's a situation where like i was assuming the whole nine of how like every other one was ran in situations but they they wanted to do somewhere it ain't con- any constraints on me because of the volume of how much I produce. Mm-hmm. So it was more like whatever I pitch and they like, they'll, you know, stand behind that and push that at the best of their ability. But if it's something where it's like they tied up with other people or they might not fully like, you know what I'm saying, type mm-hmm. situations, I can present it to a whole nother label, corporation, different, different people. Sort of like, you know, how Wu-Tang, how like every artist was dealing with a whole different situation and it was, they still had rollouts. So it's mm-hmm. like kind of comparing it to that where like definitely expect not just them with rollouts of projects. It will be rollouts with other, you know, label corporations. And sometimes it might not be nobody, just me. And then them when they like, you know, like specific album and stuff like that. So they gave me the freedom to still be, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was one of them situations. Well, that's good. I mean, it seems like it plays to your your strength. You don't want to like all of a sudden like change up your style where you're getting all rigid because that's one of your, that's honestly the next thing I want to talk about is like your style is is the opposite of rigid and like in a box and like consistent. And I mean that in a positive way. Like you've made a name for, you know, being eccentric having a style that's like incredibly distinct that and instantly recognizable. And I'm just curious, like, did you, did you like set out even back like 2011 when you really got started to be like, Oh, I'm going to be a rapper. That's like different. Like I'll, I'm trying to carve out something that no one else can do. Or did you just kind of follow what you like naturally? Um, It's like a mix of everything. I didn't know the sound I'm at now. I didn't know I was going to be here. Um, it always been being before rap, like just regular life type shit. People that see me around stuff like that. I was always the type, like, I'm pretty sure anybody that like on the individual type shit, just trendsetting and wearing different shit or shit. They be confused at might joke on it. And then when they see everybody doing it, then they're like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. now they copying it or they like, dang you you got people doing this and doing that so it was like a lot of that was going on the car shit was going on before I was 20 years old like a lot of shit was kind of before me kind of like making a sound for myself even though I had the essence of you know them type of sounds and that upbringing mm-hmm. but I never was scared to try different shit as well because I never wanted to be put in a place or felt like okay if this is working for me let me just make shit like this, which I respect from anybody that's doing them because that's what makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. But in my in my head, in my room, I always was like, I'm going to be like some hybrid version of like, do some old like, you know what I'm saying? Showcase like the whole shit, you know what I'm saying? And being in my own way to make people more, more comfortable to being themselves. So... Whether I'm wearing some belligerent shit or my visual look belligerent or my music sound belligerent, it's more than just a message in the music. It's more, it's like a whole, like if it's as if you're watching like Rick James and Prince and you kind of looking at them kind of crazy because you're like, why are you looking like this? And it's like, no, you got to kind of look deeper into it psychologically, visually, and sonically. So, like, visually, they're trying to let you know how comfortable they are type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like studying them musicians and stuff like that kind of made me sit back with myself like, okay, these are the things I'm trying to like represent for the listener type shit. I like that. And I, I like the, I think there's a saying, I might be butchering it honestly, but I think it's like there's a message in the medium or the medium is the message or it's like the way that someone communicates something is a message, let alone right. what they're actually saying with their words or like the like whatever shit, you know? So right. that's definitely very consistent with that. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. That's morphing into a lot more and more as I, you know, progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said in a previous interview, I think it was with the crate dig. 
like you said this years back that like since you're a leo like i like to quote you said you over manipulate your creativity and are generally kind of a moody person and mm -hmm. i i mean as soon as i heard that i was like damn that makes so much sense because if anybody <laughs> isn't familiar just taking like your 2021 catalog there every single album has a really distinct vibe but it's still you it doesn't feel like you're like jacking a style here but it's just really you but they are mm -hmm. very distinct in like the vibe even the content like i know fly metaphysics was a lot more of like a introspective like a lot more heady and then like splash bandicoot is just like wild and nutty like mm -hmm. black keys is more like you know like cool and like the swag and like that kind of vibe like i just find that really interesting so like do you think this moodiness kind of like unlocks this versatility in your music that maybe other artists don't can't really like fuck with? Um, yeah. And being a student, um, I'd be a fan of a lot of music, whether, you know, I might not like some or not, but I like I'm so open to like. Listening to people's cadences and all that type of stuff from old to new. And knowing what I could do and what I can't do. So then it's like when I listen to the stuff I get on and when I get beats sent to me and when I'm searching for samples and stuff like that, I kind of already play with my voice since, you know, the beginning mm -hmm. of time. And then my voice changed over time. So I know what I would actually sound good on. So when my moods is changing, whether it was going on in my life in that particular time and I'm making that project, I kind of know what I sound good on, if that makes sense. You know, some people, they'll get on something, it sounds forced, whether mm -hmm. they're copying the style or not, but they breathing technique ain't on point. They, they all, everything is not on point. Like you can hear it, it just sounds yeah. forceful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with me, I know what I can sound, I know what I'm gonna sound good on. So like me being experimental, me listening, not just rap music and listening to soul music and singers and rock music, all that stuff. It's me morphing all of that with my own shit and then like splashing that shit on the, the song type shit. Yeah. And that's kind of, I was like, okay, okay, see, everybody got something that somebody else ain't got. And I started noticing, like, oh no, okay, see, I got some shit. Okay, bet. So that's when you hear me, I'm splashing on the verse and I might get the harmonizing on the hook or something or the verse. Shit, my verses, you hear different voice tones throughout the verse. Like, I'm using my voice as an instrument. I listen to, like you listen to uh rock and slick rick. You know? I think of Danny yeah. Brown too when I think of that shit. When you're talking about the Danny voices, Brown. like he got his like yeah. crazy hype one and then he got like the more serious lower tone, you know. Yeah. Right. That shit like that. You you go in story mode, you might be playing two different, three different people. You gotta change voice when you playing whatever person throughout that verse. You know what I'm saying? But not too many people that could do that. Not to not throw any shade, but you know how like anybody, any guy just be rap. It could be any joint. It could be like a cadence, and it's like a, it's an avatar or a key, and it's like you pressing that key. Yeah, yeah. But then you got some people. It's like they pressing different keys. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They ghostface. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just using my, you know, you know, you got something, you gonna use it. Like you gonna use it, you gonna lose it yeah and like the fact that you're like you're saying you're really like you really feel comfortable in your yourself like that allows you i'm sure to kind of experiment where others might be a little more like yo i can't i don't know if this is going to sound good or like i feel like people are gonna like it's a confidence thing and they like they may just kind of not venture outside of their comfort zone mm -hmm. and you know and i respect that in a sense but you know like it is kind of limiting if you can't get over that or overcome it um like when it comes to like artistically um and you're talking about rick james and like prince i think you mentioned like that's a that i love how you mentioned that because that's really a key thing i get from your music like you bring this like vintage flavor and particular to like i know we can get into other things but just like from the emceeing standpoint like the performance uh standpoint like you got that like out of control flow and yeah you got the the eccentric beat selection but it's a style i find that like harkens back to those old school golden age MCs where like like they would be like moving the crowd like a true master of ceremonies like that yeah. was a that was like that was that was like hip-hop was born out of like the party scene like that was a huge emphasis um and I'm curious like do you 
are there any like particular old school MCs that like really inspired you or, and just generally, do you like really try to put a particular emphasis on like performing your songs well, let alone like writing good lyrics? Oh yeah. Um, I don't perform over words. I, I perform with live bands sometimes. Um, I pay attention to eye contact in the crowd. I look for stuff to stand on. I look for stuff to walk through. Um, band practice, sound check, stuff like that, knowing what flows so stuff, energy don't be off or, or, or dull. Um, I wear different things, not as y'all can see on visuals and stuff, but definitely shows as well, watching KRS-One interviews and stuff like that. The more shit you wear, the more it look like by the end of the show, you dripping in sweat, then you could be bare down in your t-shirt, but like you kind of want to come in there with like shield shades and gloves mm -hmm. and jackets and hats. And like, like this is like, not to be like on the wrestling shit, but like wrestling, like entertainment type shit. This is entertainment. You want to come down to Raptors like Sting with a trench coat on the back. It's like, you gonna have, if you showing craftsmanship from performance standpoint, it's like, you got to really take it to those places. So, yeah, that and, uh, yeah, 90s rappers, 80s rappers, pretty much like everybody else who they listen to is, like, who I study. Um, and the older I get, I kind of listen to more people further back because it just sounds different to me and my understanding mm -hmm. of my man life. It seemed a little corny when I was younger because I didn't know, but I'm listening to them a lot more and it's making me tap into myself more as far as like, like I was mentioning Rick James Princes and like Slick Ricks and um, Cool G Raps and um, Run BMC and Houdini and all those people. Cause when I watched those videos, it was big budgets in the nineties too, but the eighties I noticed that they might not had the budget like the nineties just yet. So I'm like, dang, that took a lot a lot more thought as well mm -hmm. than the beats. I'm like, the beats is like, y'all had to probably play this throughout the whole entire three, four minutes. Y'all probably didn't loop stuff. So I'm like sitting there listening, watching the video. I'm like, oh no, they different. And then like Houdini and all them, it was like, they storytelling just like any generation after that. So it was, it's just as relevant, even though you could tell that it was made 30, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, but it's, the subject matter is exactly the same. So I'm like, I kind of been like heavily. That's why you kind of be seeing my shit like morph out how I be walking. I'm like, okay, I see how they doing the shit. It's like they kind of like I was saying, Rick James and the and Princeton and, with, and Houdini is like they projecting it visually and sonically because the outfits you be like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <Then as, laughs> Then you like keep playing songs back and then dissecting your head. Then you go back, watch it. You're like, oh, I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And like it's somewhat related to this topic, but not really. It's more of, and it's not really even a question. It's just like a comment. But like as mm -hmm. I was kind of like really getting into your catalog over the past few weeks, I was, I was really kind of like struck by the fact that you're one of the few MCs in the underground. Like when I'm thinking about who's really popping, making a name for themselves that actually makes music. That's like really appealing to like, like it has like a, like a music that you could play with women. Like it's like music with like oh, women yeah. as the content as like the subject matter. And it's like, man, I wish more people did that in the underground. Cause like all you can really like hip hop is a lot more like you just have to listen to the mainstream guys to get any kind of content like that. And it's like, Obviously, I love mainstream music too, but nothing like the way you do it is fucking just fly. And it's that old school flavor. It's like that, yeah, like that Prince, Rick James shit. Like that's the, it's a different, it's a different beast that I don't think a lot of people are even trying to touch. Yeah, no, I, res I respect that. I, I, I totally get it. I mean, like I said, some people might not do it comfortable or they do like, okay, this is analytically giving me positive with, you know, social media metrics and finances and opportunities. I totally respect them, but it's like, it gives me more space to really be doing me. And I would mm -hmm. like to see more people do it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I just know I, I could use it. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to wait. Cause it'd been a time I stopped doing melodies and shit. And then 
not too long ago, I was like, hold up, nah. Let me get back in my bag. It's like mm-hmm. the beats and stuff. I'm like, I, I, I know I could lace up a hook and make it sound real, you know, real sweet. You know what I'm saying? Wordy or catchy and all that. But I'm like, all right, let me bounce back and forth from like just rapping the hook and like harmonizing hooks and on some Max B. It's like a new version of like all the. You know that's what I'm true. That's a nice comparison, Max B. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I'm at. I'm trying to take this shit to the next level for real. Hoping this shit can really take me, you feel me, somewhere. Cause I'm definitely tapping into that room a lot more as of now, for sure. On some like chemist, scientist type shit. Yeah. And I, I think like I want to see more, just even like the ladies' content aside, just like the melodies more. I feel like that is a part that we're starting to see more of, like, like pretty like quote unquote lyrical underground MCs or like I think of SD Knack, and I know obviously you've collabed with him a bunch of times. <laughs> He has that fucking like weird ass way of singing that it just works. It works. Yeah. He be harmonizing too. His shit be sounding fire too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. I love the way he does that. I gotta wait for the guest to pass. Yeah. Don't you know? I gotta wait for the guest to pass. Pull up to the entrance real slow. Gotta wait for the guest to pass. Yeah. Don't you know? I gotta wait for the guest to pass. Pull up to the entrance real slow. You know, when we think of when people think of you as an artist, because of kind of like all of the like the work you've put out, we still don't even just think of you as like just like your music. Like we think of the fashion, we think of the visuals, we think of like that, like Mr. Good Looking Ladies Man swag shit. You're your yeah. whip. You're uh, Betty, right? Betty, you're tripped yeah. out to Nissan. Um, why, why do you think you've like, why have you put so much importance on cultivating like the other non-music elements, like the aesthetic, the the branding behind that, and it keeps like that vintage style? Why has that been such a like important focal point to you to your craft? Um, I just feel like as time goes, I can't never do the same thing. That's kind of probably what. Maybe that's the reason why the music kind of be so many different sounds and, you know, trying different stuff. But, like, after a while, I'll be feeling like I could be doing more or I could be doing something that could contribute to my passions with other people or something that can contribute to what I'm doing outside of rapping type shit. So, like, fashion, cars, different things, you know, revolve around culture, it still will, you know connect to the music and then it helped me out because I ain't got to always feel like I got stuff music in people's mouth. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the reasons. And it was like another reason was like I really need to showcase everything I do naturally. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. sit, a lot of people fake stuff. A lot of people hold junk, be them talking about somebody else's life or a lot of people. Like you, you know, the story goes on. So I'm just like, I'll be crazy if I don't show these things because it actually is going to help or bring more attention to them or open up a community of people that I didn't even know I had or can reach out to to grab if I don't show show these things I'm into. I'm I'm, I'm a hoarder collecting old vintage things. I mm-hmm. nine cars. I collect old ass games and shit. I gotta take my PS2 to the gamers store now because the lens. Oh shit. <laughs> Right, because my Gran Turismo 4 won't work, but all my other ones work. Like, I want a Pokemon, all, anything that got, like, a history behind it and I could pass it down to a child or it means something to me and bring memories and stuff, you know, the craftsmanship mm-hmm. of how it was built. I'm a fan of those things, whether it's a vehicle or clothes or, like, I pay attention to detail, art, like, all that type of stuff. So I feel like Working with women is easier than men. You know, men, we kind of be on some wrestler who going to jump off the turnbuckle, leg drop somebody <laughs> first. Everybody want to be better than, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so you see me do a lot of stuff with women. One, because they really creative and I ain't got to deal with like testosterone back and forth thing. Mm. And then two, it's beautiful looking women and all that. And then I'm open and I have an understanding of different types of women. So I don't always want to look for like, oh, the girl with the big, you know, yeah. titties. Ass. Like I like big women, I like small women. Every woman got beauty to them type shit. So like 
before all the fake, no, I don't want to get on that, but you know, before all the enhancement, mm-hmm. it was very natural, beautiful women in videos, 90s down. So like when you see me do these shoots and stuff, not only these are people that I know, but sometimes I don't know them super personally yet. We just had a conversation like me and you mm. and we kind of was connecting. And then we created after that. So that's why you see yeah. different shapes, different, you know, might be a girl from the islands, might be like, I'm giving different flavors from mm-hmm. women's clothes to the content. It's like, cause it's different flavors. You gotta have different flavors. Yeah. You know what I mean? so, yeah, it's like a whole ass experience. Yeah. 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 And um, like, do, do, were you always like this uh, when you kind of grew up in terms of like just being so comfortable with like yourself or was it were like growing up, did you always kind of like know you were like this and you were proud of it and it was like easy for you or was there kind of like a growing, growing pains as it relates to the kind of like your confidence in like all these ways? No, I always was like this. Um, my father died at an early age. Well, when I was at an early age, going on 13. So, like, I kind of was a little hard-headed after that because it wasn't no man around. You know what I mean? My mom got a husband after that, but, you know, ain't nothing like you. I mean, that's yeah. it. You want to treat them like your dad from that point on, but you know how it be. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just was out here just doing what I wanted to do. So, it kind of helped me. It ain't hurt me in a way, but at the same time, it's being outside and being around people, being around family members and just soaking in and hanging out and experiencing and seeing things. Some stuff might not have been good at times, but like just soaking in kind of shaped me who I am today in a sense. So like, but definitely confidence and wearing, doing things like that sit in my chest that I fully feel comfortable doing or, or daring to do was the thing that always been me. Like whether somebody make fun of me or not, like I wake up and that I wake up like that. I wake up and be like, no, I'm about to be like, like, oh, they said this. Yeah. Well, I see everybody do something and then I'm be so anti. I'm like, why everybody? Everybody wanted it. I'm just this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I do some old belligerent. And they're like, oh, damn, that shit tight. What's that? Or something. You know what I'm saying? So that always been me. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I know we live in a world where it's like very like, I got to put this like simulation and uh, brainwashing and just mm-hmm. get used to doing the same, the algorithm read what we looking at and it start popping up on the screen, all types of weird shit. So I was always a type, like before all that shit was like, nah, I'm going to do some other shit. Mm. Even the hey. car shit, everybody might, I mean, 80s dudes is on that joint because it was like one of the prominent cars back then it wasn't a cheap car but i know not a lot of people like pay attention to it in that type of light so i was like even the car thing and they compliment me because i'm like i could tell when i do something i'm like okay this actually look good on me but this actually match me mm-hmm. you, know, look, you know what i'm saying i really sit with myself before i like you know how it'd be you be looking at you like all right bet you know what I'm yeah yeah you just yeah. know sometimes yeah and so like the album that kind of really sparked a lot of these thoughts when it comes to like how you present yourself as an artist and kind of like that golden age vintage vibe we were talking about earlier is that record with obliv black keys with melodies and mm-hmm. like obviously obliv is just like an insanely gifted producer who as you anybody would expect, lace this record with just some like beautiful, yeah. beautiful beats, funky, soulful. And it felt like those beats were just like tailor-made for a performer like you, because it had that, like it brought out that cool, charismatic vibe I think you were going for. So could you explain how you and, and Obliv really like approached making this album together and what you were going for? Um, I reached out to him. Um, Davino put a bug on my ass some time ago. It was like, you need to do, you need to reach out to him. You need to do something with him. With a blade, bro. I'm like, bro. I start digging. I'm like, oh, nah, this dude's stuff crazy. So then I emailed him. I didn't even think he's going to email me back because I didn't have his direct contact. I, mm-hmm. I see people following and all that. I'd be thinking they ain't even going to respond to me. But 
knowing me, I'm like, I got to stop worrying about that because I've been in the game for 10 plus years. So even though I ain't got 20,000 verified accounts mm-hmm. and all that stuff, some people not going to care about it because they already know the rap report and the groundwork type shit. So he wanted the people and um, it was more like an email thing. Um, and finished that project probably within like a week or two span. And uh, pretty much at times where I take breaks or when I'm in the mood, it was at perfect timing because I started digging more into 80s sound and production or stuff that sounded in that realm that he was sending me. So it was just like, all right, bet. And I was just digging more in my charisma side because I'm noticing it's a very strong point of my style. So, cause I noticed like even my rhyme pattern bounce around, mm. but it's still, it's still like mesh cause the charisma. Cause you know, some people comfortable with cadence or they would prefer cadence. Like I need something to rhyme with that rhyme before at the end, like after each bar or we need to come back to that. Like, could I hear more cadence? You got people like that. Yeah. Then you got people that understand like, oh no, this is how these splash. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, me tapping in more on my charisma side, I'm noticing it's like, shit, you really go all over the place with that shit. As long as you get the emotion out and mm-hmm. they can pitch it, like, you come back to that round probably four or five, six lines later and bring the cadence line back. But it's like, you really can just throw out imagery and emotion because I'm like, that's really what be mattering. Like, DMX or anybody like emotion for real, for real. Like mm-hmm. if I could talk to you like a conversation, because I'm not yelling on you song. You yeah. hear me like how we talking now. Yeah. So I'll just okay, charisma and emotion. Cause if it could sound like how we are now while they listening to it, then my job was done. So yeah, it was just that's really what how that came about though. Yeah. Which I came fire, though. I'm definitely happy about it. The photo shoot for the cover, all that Oof. stuff. Yeah, yeah, one of my wildest covers. <laughs> yeah, man, I I feel like it would be it'd be pretty. I'd be pretty interested to like hear from people that maybe only get into your music with this record, like if this was their first introduction. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you really are digging into that sound. It's not like or that style, like that charisma kind of vibe. Because it's not like it's out of out of like uh, left field. Like we've all heard this from you, but you really kind of like consistently brought that to another level. Here and I think it's I think it works super well. Like, um, but I know what Thanks. you mean about kind of people that sometimes just feel like, oh, like you're not like you're not rapping on beat like in the exact same way. It's not consistent. Like, why are you just like kind of like just talking? Like you hear that kind of shit, but like you kind of just have to like understand, like, yeah, it's about the emotion and the vibe which like come through fully, like, and it sounds it's great. You would say that about a painting, like painting is yeah. Do whatever on the it's like as long as you get the 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 message out, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. that would be with me. And I'll and I could do it, cadences and stuff like that, because I've been doing it for so long. You know, yeah. on grandmaster level, you start kind of disrespecting physics. You start floating <laughs> in the air, drunken fists. Uh so it's like I could do it, but I ain't got so good at it. I'm like doing twirls and bike kicks and you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm, all over the place do a thousand thousand punches thousand hand slaps so it was like it's like whatever it's art like it's i don't think it's rules of art yeah and uh you know like that what really comes through hard as you were saying about like kind of the music you were i guess like kind of inspired by and the beats that oblique was giving you were more like those kind of funky 80s type like i'll just call like vintage style kind of beats um Mm -hmm. and i'm curious like did you did you like what is it about that sound that you really like because you you do kind of like dabble in this in other kind of select songs on previous albums um it's like disco kind of funk aesthetic and so like what what do you think you're drawn to so much like, why do you like that sound so much? Because it's a pretty consistent thing I think I take from your music, especially this album. Um, pretty weird. I have to answer this. Um, how can I make this sound sense? 
I love, I love the sounds in it. I don't know the names of the instruments, but all the little theme, 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 all that little weird yeah. ass synths. I don't know if it's synths or whatever. I know what you're talking about. I can hear one of the beats on the song. I'm saying that, yeah. All that Houdini, one love, one love, ding, 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 ding. all them fat boys in jail, all that. I'm just like, yo. And the, the singers from back then, Evelyn Champagne, all, and Rick and all them, I'm just like, the sounds in it. So if it wasn't, if it wasn't cinematic sounding, it still sounded thought provoking because the production still sounded elite, how the beat was made. So them synths was hitting hard and the bass was hitting hard because I guess those were the trademark in that time. So it hit just as hard as me listening to any other era of music, even if I'm listening to Laffy Taffy mm. on some AL, you know, type shit. You can hear the hit in it. Like if you listen to Houdini, Friends or Freaks come out at night, you ain't even gotta be a person to know. But when you listen and hear, you like, this had to have been a hit back then. Like this had to have, this had to have been getting played everywhere. Like you mm. walk past feet. They probably was boomboxing that junk. Like this was the at the party. Like people was driving past. They was blast. They had it in black because you could. It sound like the pinnacle of like feel good music. It's yeah, feel good. Yeah. A lot of people, but like it seemed like eighties, seemed like eighties and seventies is definitely and kind of my music as it progressed. Even at the beginning, people kind of tell me it's like feel good music type shit. So I feel like I'm just like revisiting. Some I probably never really took the time to like sit with. And then I'm at a, a level of mastery where I'm at now. And it kind of like was at the right time. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of like a reinterpretation of that kind of sound and that feeling, but like in a rap context in kind of like a, a, yeah. And especially cause like the way you do it too, it's, it's like, you're not rapping like the, the, even if people who like, let's say in eighties, golden age rapper would try to use these kind of sounds which i know obviously they did um they were rapping in that style in that vein like the way you rap is just such a it is a product of today in the sense that it's just fucking on some weird chameleon shit and i think it just it just like combines really cool like it's just really fresh that's all i can really say i appreciate that i i definitely took took heed of that too when i, when I was splashing on i was like i can't rhyme like them like if I run like them, I only could probably do it for about like one or two lines or something like that. So I was like, I gotta be, uh, I gotta be the hybrid like cyborg version of like the rebuild of the the origins of the original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, and uh, one thing I was like thinking about uh, when I listened to this album is, and I think you kind of res- like kind of addressed it without me asking, is that do you feel like you needed to kind of make like have like all of this like decades plus worth of like work to like refine your craft to end up making an album like this or do you feel like you could have tried to make this and succeeded like in 2013 because the way you said it is like you you kind of like got to that grandmaster level to where you could just start fucking around with your style even more and it led to to something like this yeah um i honestly could say um Cause I get on any type of beat. I even get on catchy beats and all that. Like, and I can still be myself. Me and Wi-Fi got dropping some this year. Um, like it's half and half album, kind of like on that type of top time. But uh-huh. um, it's hard to answer that question. Um, only thing I can kind of like fall into line with is it probably was meant to be. Like, it probably took this much time of life to experience, uh, music to listen to, um, understanding how things is created, understanding the science behind like all those things. And then I probably was able to splash how I was splashing because back then I probably wouldn't, uh, I probably would have tried to do it, but I probably wouldn't be able to do it like how I do it now. Because hmm. yeah, I, I think learning how to breathe through songs the first year and knowing what I sound good on after some time ago, jumping on different stuff and trying, oh, no, nah, I don't sound good on that. And then I sound good on this. And then going from different sounds and being good at freestyling so I could see what I could, you know, dance around on. Mm. Eventually visiting this where it's like, okay, 
I know I represent this, but I know I sound refreshing, but I'm also a person that think ahead. So like I'm a I'm a, a product of past, present, and future. Cause I'll be on some cyborg shit too. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. if we in some digital time shit, and this will be going into, I mean, the sounds might sound old, but they also sound futuristic too, because them people was wearing cyclops looking glasses and shit. Oh, they was talking about this shit. Yeah. yeah shit, you watch Cyberpunk anime, all they predicted, all this shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, the sounds already sound like this robotic type shit. So I'm like, it won't hurt if I just get this flashing on this shit and then make sure these visuals look just just at the same caliber and how the yeah. music sounds. And we might we might bubble up some new, a nice situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, speaking of splashing, you know, the other really, like one of the many collaborative albums that you've put out in 2021 alone, Splash Bandicoot, produced entirely by Al Davino. Firstly, love that fucking album title and album cover. Just like that was a that was a whose idea was that? Was that yours? Was that Davino's? That was that was his idea. That was his idea. I think we both were sitting around like Splash Bandicoot. We was trying to think of some shit, and we said like, "Now nah, let's call this shit Splash Bandicoot, bro." Yeah. He's like, you already kind of be like on some Tourette syndrome with your styles. And shit. <laughs> so he's like, I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah, it does. So they known for splashing. So it was like, that's letting it be known that I got around their essence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they connected on that. And then, you know, that that's what y'all got right there. Man, Crash Bandicoot had a good year. Fucking uh, that Z Loopers track that sampled the Crash Bandicoot one. Did you hear that? I forget the name of it, but it was like on the the what was that the van gogh's album that was super good oh yeah no that joint was crazy crazy (laughs) crazy um but you know more importantly the album just sounds really great it's probably it's probably like if i had to point like that's like the nutty the crazy wild like especially with this like the flows and the kind of beats that davino was giving you it's like a real trip and so like what what do you what about Davino's production style do you find is so special and like a good fit for for you? Um it sound new. It sound new, futuristic. Um and that's kind of like I'll be like intrigued by even when I look for stuff, I kind of be trying to look for that. Cause I'm like, okay, a lot of people gonna bounce back to like, oh. If you able to storytell or you able to rhyme in a certain type of pattern of type shit, they're gonna bring up essence of golden era and all them type of things. So like to kind of like make sure they don't just throw you all the way up in there and ain't nothing else. It's like, okay, no, you need to know that they're a student of music and they listen to the areas of music. But when you listen to their production, or even how they flow, they recreated or morphed into some like some new hybrid version of some shit. Like mm. now you see an old classic car and they come out with a new version of that classic car. It's like we not trying like I like pulling up in the old shit, but it's yeah. like if I'm about to make my music at this point, when I at the beginning, I get it. When you a student and you new to something. You try to literally emulate and like mimic. Yeah, it's one of the first stages of creativity is emulation. Like that's just like yeah. you gotta copy to get to figure out how to do this type shit. But like after you get your little groove on and all that, it's like okay, how what what do you want people to explain or how do you want your shit to be when people hear or look type shit? So I kind of sit with that, you know. And then for, for him, I just feel like. It just sounds so new. He it's like he created a new situation for this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's kind of how I look at it. It's like an aircraft version of like a car that came out 40 years ago. Mm. So we know, like, oh no, we they known for building tight ass shit. Like I knew since my people did, but then he this motherfucker come up this shit flying and doing all this weird shit. And it's like we know it came from the essence of that shit. But this some more other shit. Yeah. And that's what I dissect when I heard him 
and the people from his camp and like me sitting back think about my shit and like let me go back and draw bro kind of figure out how I want my shit to be sounding and shit like that because I mean when we get on Sophie loops find the right little two bar loops to do and there ain't nothing wrong with that but it's like okay what else are you gonna do like how you about to have your shit really sounding because I mean that'd be like the hardest part some people stick to the same subject matter or I mean they stay consistent with it but they say different words but it'd be the same subject matter or the beats be sounding repetitive and they get then you kind of get bored or something or get like fatigueness of listening throughout mm-hmm. the project but if you can keep a refreshing thing it's like you you winning yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like yeah like Davino's Davino's production style is just like even like even like fundamentally like if I think of like some of these beats just on Splash Bandicoot like the drums they just sound like like breaking the rules is what I'd put. Like it's just breaking a lot of fucking rules. Like it's like, is this shit even on beat, bro? Like yeah. I was, it took me some time listening to that shit. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh no, after some time, I'm like, oh no, this shit is fire. And then I'm listening to a little more of their shit. I'm like, oh no, they they got they even created a whole shit. You know what I'm saying? Then we he reached out to me, he was like, you come out Boston and shit. And it was like a mutual respect thing. Cause it was like, I respect your style. And then you respect my style, and you and you see that I could make something with y'all because my shit's so bizarre, and you know what I'm saying, career mm. charismatic and shit like that. So it was like he already knew, you know what I'm saying, and he already threw pointers in my ear like time before that, like yeah, beats, like you know what I'm saying, jump out there type shit, like try like make some big wild ass shit, create some new shit, something. So it was just like it just. We made that shit fast too. It was like a week or something, a week and a half or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like it. Uh, it sounds like rapping, like your performance on those beats. It sounds like you're like rapping on like uh, all Madden. Like you, like that's the difficulty <laughs> level. Like that's like it truly is like some of those beats. Like I'm like I don't know how you would ever approach even this. Like, it's, what years are you ago, gonna see? I probably wouldn't did it. I wouldn't have did it years ago. I wouldn't. Have. Cause it sounds too hearing his stuff and hearing the beats from my the one he did for me years ago. No, but now it's like, yeah, I'm with I'm with the shits now. Yeah, I actually love it. I like hearing weird shit. I'm just I feel like I'm that good. I get on regular shit and make it sound. I know I know how to make it sound like okay, this I can make it sound easy listening, mm-hmm. like with words and all that. And I got to a point where I could do that and get on those beats and do the same exact thing or go, like you say, all Madden combo. Like, just yeah. like, oh, wait, whoa, I thought he was done. No, like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and there's such nuance too in like how you do it because it's like you're rapping, it's not like as simple as you're rapping fast. Like, that's such a fake, that's such a, what do you call it? Like, simplistic way of looking at it. You're rapping fast at times, but it's like the, breath control like it's really easy to understand what you're saying like it's not it's not difficult to like parse out the words because of the skill level like you you, Mm -hmm. you find ways to say to emphasize certain pieces uh of a bar like yeah matt like huge huge props for you on that like appreciate it appreciate it no i was gonna say like it's also good because like if someone's maybe like that's not their cup of tea like you have like five other projects that you put out last year that are different that people could maybe get more into like you got something for a lot of different kinds of people while staying true to yourself yeah facts facts hell yeah Struck by lightning, invited to a sight unsane World of the wealthy and fiends, scramble for collard grades on a civics and limousines Regina wearing iceberg jeans, ass fatty shark sears Show and tell it, statement and message aim, but a sanity for my brain was prosthetic Full moon, tiptoe like a raccoon, these kids that use they mind up in spoons And like I want to talk now about your uh, latest project. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this, but Dogon, Dogon Serious. Yeah. yeah. Dogon Serious. Uh, really, really like that project. Really good. Another like Thanks. just con- following up the, the momentum. Um, and one part I want to get into particular, and this is kind of like just out of morbid curiosity. Even, well, not morbid curiosity. I'm just curious. Uh, this is produced 
probably like 90% by axe puzzles. And mm-hmm. you've worked with him countless times, uh, including on one of your 2021 releases, Nine Diagrams. Uh, he produced the full thing. Um, I find this interesting because I actually was trying to like do some research and like I can't find any information other than his Bandcamp page, which like I'll, I'll be straight up. I'm, I'll be straight up. I actually thought he may be you like this may be a producer moniker and like <laughs> I didn't know. But then I saw his like Bandcamp and it has like UAE. So I think he's from like the Emirates. So I was like, guess it's a different person. It seems like this is a real like, but I was like, I don't know. And yeah, so anyways, I'm just curious about like, how did you even like link up with this guy? Cause he has produced a, like, I see a few credits on other, other artists stuff, which made me think, okay, it's probably a different person, but uh, he mainly seems to be getting a lot of work with you. So like, how'd you link up with him and, and kind of like, why do you, why do you like what he does so much and like working with him? Um, I seen somebody tweet something. A lot of people like tweet or retweet or like type of thing. And then I seen a video of a guy on the on the ones and twos with a projector behind him and a hoodie on on some like Grim Reaper spawn type shit. And just like bobbing his head. And I clicked the sound up, turn up, trying to see what he bobbing to. He's already seen visually. I'm like, wait, what is going on here? And I'm hearing the, the beats. I'm like, oh hell no, 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 no. So I DM him and all that and start reaching out to him. He don't work with everybody. He has to like your music. Um, it don't even be about money or none of that. He want to get money from his beats, but he also really care about who is getting on his beats. Nah, I so that. That's why it's hard to get in contact with him and all that type of stuff. Um, we actually dropping something new for, on NFT called um, Cyber City 2077. But um, yeah, his beats, one, like the conversation we had earlier about wanting to making sure the sound is sounding new, even that way they, they know is the essence of, but it sounds new. Mm. And so when I found him, I needed him because it was like, okay, if I'm about to go this route, as I tell my other in-house people, we're going to still make what we make. And I kind of don't want to tell them what to make. So it's like, y'all can make something naturally to what uh, my likings when I tell you what, what I like in the moment, but still make whatever the fuck you make because I don't want you doing that. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Then then with him, it was like, he was making in the time what I was looking for. So it was like, all I had, he either sent me a whole photo shit I already needed, or I'd be like, honestly, I like this shit, weird shit, but I also, I'm tapping into some 80 shit right now. And with him is he already was filtering his beats to sound dusty. So when it don't sound like a video game arcade sounds, he'll he'll make an 80s beat and put the dusty filter over it and shit like that. So it make me want to get on it even more. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, I understand clean sound and all that. If it's a, a, a very high caliber project and corporations is backing it and you wanting it to get on like video games and TV shows and all that, then that's a project that need to be crisp. But like, mm-hmm. if it ain't something for that, I am the guy that be like, give me the dustiest, like, give me the dustiest microphone, telephone effect sounding. Like mm-hmm. some people might be like, bro, I like this project, but I don't, the mixing is like, <laughs> I was, tell you like, I job like it on purpose. The type shit where yeah. it was like, yeah, he was giving me that. Yeah. yeah and his style yeah. fits you it really fits you like yeah because he kind of like seems to like be pulling from the kind of sounds that you like but yeah it's all in that like dusty grainy colorful kind of kind of vibe that i like and i think yeah. obviously you like um and i'm curious like you say uh like i, I just generally with like acts and with other like other producers that you work with like how involved are you in terms of Cause you mentioned like, you don't really want to get too involved with like telling them what to do, but like, how involved are you with the, the, this, the way your albums sound? Like, do you kind of tell them like, Hey, I'm looking like Obliv, I'm looking for this kind of like disco, like dancey 80 shit, or like, like, uh, like the, the fly metaphysics. I'm looking for something a lot more like kind of hard and like, like, I don't know what the word would be like introspective sounding, like how involved are you in kind of like instructing them? 
Um, I definitely throw out the concept. Um, some of them I tell them concept before the music, and then we make the music. Then then the beats get sent after I tell them. So like DJ Mastermind, good friend of mine. So like how I say all the stuff that I'm into, he's into the same thing. So when we ain't talking about music, we talking about cars. We talking about cyborg, mm. uh, AI, artificial intelligence, war, um, aliens, ancient history, all that type of shit. So we'll already be kind of like masterminding before the beats is getting made. Like yo, we texting each other, laughing at shit. Oh, you see this clip? Clips of people recording alien aircraft and shit. You know, you like that one fake, but that one real type shit. So it's like. Mm already formulating before the and then we get on the phone like yo we probably should make a joint like blah 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 package it up like this i can't give details of packaging how we're gonna package it but you get what i'm saying mm. but usually it go like that and it acts puzzles the same thing we would be sending each other i send people freaking all the lists of anime movies or any gotta be animated pacific movie sending them stuff so they on the same type time i'm on so when I explain things, they won't be foreign or they already got an idea of what I'm talking about. And then um, then I tell them what sound I'm trying to go for. Or mm-hmm. I just be like, it's the concept. And they kind of be already knowing based off the concept, okay, I'm going to either make these beats sound like that. I'm going to put skits before the beats. So he might not even need to do a skit because I'm going to just put skits on every beat at mm-hmm. the beginning or the end. So they kind of be like helping me on some like Dr. Robotnik weird shit. Um, so that's really the most, the most, that's why I'd be like, well, I'm gonna let you do you after I tell them the two things or we are bouncing ideas before the beats made. That's when I kind of like fall back. So I'll be feeling like, well, we already been kind of like bouncing ideas like Professor yeah. X on some like celebrity shit. It's like, I don't even think I really should, really should say anything until I see what, they send back after we un- exchange thoughts type yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like it's really important for you two to like, just be really with like, working with like-minded people, like people that already kind of have similar interests. It's way easier with them, with managers, with anybody, because you you notice y'all getting conversations where you would notice that it ain't, it's like, either they don't, they got the idea of what's going on, but it's like, I don't think they, understand all the way yeah so it's like, that shit definitely flows when it's like i'm working with a joint with sadu right now we working on two different joints oh shit. yeah you know i've been wanting to work with sadu go for a minute and we finally send him shit we do the same shit i get game boy switch he telling me what games to buy i go buy a bunch of games we texting each other movies and shit well i tell them okay with this project i think we should do this, this, this i've been playing this game i think the concept should be every few songs they hear this you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying or i send something like y'all like this or i don't know about that one or something you know what i'm saying yeah some real chemist type shit yeah and you're talking about upcoming projects here and 2022 kicked off with dogon serious so what other things should people expect from you uh by year end um probably like two three more maybe um one is gonna probably have a really good rollout because it's with um bad taste records and the other ones i'm gonna just like wing it like how i usually do like i'm gonna reach out to brands or corporations and stuff but like i don't like like if they i don't like waiting around too long so if i don't get like responses in the time frame that i want then I just muscle it myself how I usually do. Mm. But I'm gonna try to like reach out and be more strategic because I know a lot of this stuff do deserve better rollouts. So a lot of stuff when I finish it, I'll be wanting to envision or while I'm making it kind of envision like, okay, where am I pitching this or who I think I could. That way when we do the rollout, it's like more, you know, it got extra like, yeah. And it seems like you've been putting more emphasis on those kind of like businessy, I guess you could say business uh, decisions. Cause I know you've been filming a lot of 
you filmed a video that was off of nine diagrams right uh recently yeah yeah and i think yeah, you got yeah. something else coming out i saw on like your story like it seems like you're and those records are not your absolute latest records so i find that interesting yeah I got really like, like I said, man, I got a lot of good music, man. I wish I could do a lot more visuals for it, but I know at this age, 32 year old and life responsibilities and money and all that stuff, it would be hard to try to capture all the ones I want to do. So it just been like, as of lately, anything I could catch up back to, I'll just get back to it. So like the, the song of non diagrams that I shot the other day, I always wanted to do a video for it, but I knew mm -hmm. that I knew that Love Life was the best song in that project. So I was just like, if anything, I need to just do a video for Love Life. And I did the one for uh, Mr. Good Looking. Cause I was like, I mean, I'm in California and this song definitely sound like, mm -hmm. go ahead and drive by the sand real quick. And let me put this Sergio Zini sweatsuit on. We gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was like, that's why that went, like how it went. But they uh, think about you was the beginning, the definitely the beginning of how we've been talking about for the past thirty minutes about that eighties shit. Yeah, because that was like when I finished recording, I was like, oh nah, I could harmonize and sweat. This shit sound good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I kept that shit going, but that shit definitely was a video. That's why I was like, let me get back to this shit because now I was like, I got my money and shit together. You know how that shit be? You gotta get the girl. You gotta get the studio. You gotta mm. get the video. Sure you got everybody not gonna do the freebies and uh, or give you the little cheap price joints. Those are cool too, but like sometimes you gotta like just you gotta you gotta invest in yourself type shit. Yeah, man, it ain't yeah. even no, it ain't no cutting no corners. Now I, I used to feel a certain way when I at the beginning, but now I understand like shit do cause of quality type shit and like the things that we really like, we don't question pricing and we just buy or we save and we be so determined to save that amount and do it when we want that caliber of shit. So like, yeah. that's just how this shit go. You know mm. what I'm saying? You probably got to sit down for a minute. Like I ain't shoot vis visuals in a minute, but as you can see, it's like, oh, now it look like, dang, he's shooting shit since December. It look like he been shooting like a motherfucker. Yeah. I had to wait for the right time because like I'm a, just as real human as everybody else. I ain't yeah. rich. This shit crazy. The COVID yeah. shit, all that. I don't like working type shit. I like doing what I want to do. So it's like shit, I'm winging it just like everybody else. But I know that I got to give it to y'all in the proper way. I can't be not giving y'all visuals or making visuals better than before type shit. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's like, okay, this the time. To don't be just buying a little shit to be having fun with, investing into the craft and shit. So when people go get these experiences, when they listen to this and shit, they got some shit to watch and some shit to watch that's actually good. Yeah, that's actually really <laughs> you know good. Yeah, like that snippet I saw, I was like, that looks some like some real exquisite shit. Like I'm I'm excited to see that. Uh, yeah, and especially you, you release a lot of music, so uh like you're very prolific. So it's there's especially not even even if you weren't and you just released like one maybe two projects a year like there's so much music that comes out from like everybody so it it's it should become more common for people to kind of like keep keep promoting an album that came out like two years ago like why not like right it, it right. takes a long time for people to like hit click and hit and hit play on something and there's no real harm in doing that obviously you have to be realistic about how much money and time you can spend and all that but mm -hmm. i mean i think i like the approach you're taking yeah, no, nah, videos is very important. I feel like I uh, just did a joint shoot a month or two, well, it was like a month ago with um my man Mark Top Shelf Premium. He uh shot mm. the he got a whole crew to shoot. Um, what song he did? That's how I know I got too much music. It's all good, is it's yeah, all yeah. good, yeah, it's all good, yeah, yeah. yeah. That joint, that joint, that. Is a but that joint a good budget joint? I'm just yeah. say that yeah. it's drone cameras from the sky down, location. Yeah, mm. that joint. I can't wait to see that joint. Mm. Yeah. No, you're gonna see it was for me this year. I know I'm gonna let you know that for a fact. 
I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really looking forward to it. And just generally, thank you so much for, you know, coming on the show. Really great to, to meet you. And I hope anybody who's listening just checks out your music, checks out all that you do, because it's, it's just like top tier, top tier, man, for real. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right, man. Take care. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you. Be safe, bro. Yeah, yeah. Peace out. All right, peace. I cried when I got my first ass whooping parents, they loved me. Enjoy mom's good cooking. A virgin in civilization, socks was holy though. Memory portraits and portfolios, microwave with fish sticks, carnivals on the fifth. Fuck cancer, oh man, I miss my sis. Life after death, double this. Alley casting like the hiss. The eyes blown in dark and scared of shit. Pop the chain on my bicycle. Chocolate E clear popsicle. Ray Ray dead and said he died in the hospital. So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levy, Mahima, Jeff, Fatman Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.